You are in for a treat today. I am proud to present my good friend Chris Ann, who has gorgeous artwork. I really want you to look at her art before jumping into this so that you can get an idea of who this beautiful person is. Um, we talk about perfectionism in this episode and motherhood, juggling that with art and business. So there was what looked like a painting behind her, but she was painting on fabric. So that we kind of jump in there. So I'll get right in. Hey, 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 hey. how's it going? Good. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> Ooh, what's behind you? Uh, it's like I'm painting a tablecloth. Cool. Dress, maybe eventually. Whoa. Wait. So like you're painting on cloth. Yeah, it's like a tablecloth I found at a thrift store. And because like fabric can be expensive, but this two yards of fabric, but I didn't love the color. So I was like, I need to do something for it. And I decided to paint snakes on it. Whoa. But that's it's been... so cool. Now I like want to see your whole house. I'm like, no, the, the rest of my house is not like this. I, I don't believe the... it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe it your apartment was really cool I remember that just like oh thanks colors and just you it's just you love it um let me just like do an annoying little welcome to the podcast I'm gonna have you on the podcast, by the way I don't know if I made that clear we're doing a podcast episode but welcome welcome thank you for coming to chat with me it was a good excuse to get to talk to you I know it's been so long and I, yeah, I I love seeing your work pop up and I just, I haven't been able to actually talk with you about life and motherhood and balancing oh all of that. Oh, I would love to hear all about it. So <laughs> you have four kiddos yeah. and eating tablecloths. Yeah, it's what keeps me sane. <laughs> How do you how do you get actual physical paints out with the kids? Every time I do, it's like crazy stressful for me because you know you have to like clean it up before they get around you, or if you're painting mm -hmm. while they're around and they want to paint with you. Mm -hmm. That's like the thing is like they generally don't paint with me. Honestly, like my two older kids were never that interested in it. So I have a seven year old, four year old. Oh my gosh, a two-year-old <laughs> and uh, almost one-year-old. So, um, and the older two just like never were really interested. They like other stuff. But then my third, my daughter Noelle, she is just into everything. <laughs> she just wants to get into everything. She's constantly pulling out like my art supplies and my makeup. And it's just like, oh my gosh, child. But... <laughs> I think I usually she's still like young enough to take a lot of naps so I usually like paint okay. when she's napping or you know after everyone's gone to bed so and do you like you said you're a night owl do you have the energy to paint and draw in the evenings yeah I usually get like a second wind after yeah. the kids go to bed because they'll go to bed around mm, seven or eight ish and at that point, I'm just like, I could go to bed too. Like, why can't I just need to sleep? But then just like 10 minutes of veggie, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. Let's do this again. Come on. Let's do some art. 
<laughs> nice. I feel like that doesn't hit me until it's like 11 p.m. and like time to go to bed <laughs> recently. <laughs> I was pretty good with two. And then after my third, as soon as they go to bed, it's a little bit like, okay, now I just need to stop noise stop everything yeah relax Mm -hmm. but yeah I wish I wish I could figure out how to get that second win like you honestly yeah it's it's nice but like I I understand what I hear what you're saying like because getting the traditional pain out like traditional medium is like really hard to do when you don't have a space that's like dedicated to it so honestly this is like the painted on the tablecloth is like the most traditional like most like I've dabbled into traditional medium in a long time just because it is it it gets messy and honestly it's just like we just don't have that much surface space in our home so Mm -hmm. like I don't don't even know where to put this stuff yeah yeah I'm feeling that I'm feeling that our flights too now Mm -hmm. um so do do you usually work on like commission stuff or is it usually just passion projects right now I know you have an Etsy shop Mm-hmm. I have an Etsy shop. That's yeah. It's mostly commissions and then a few things that I like to do now and again. You know, I like passion projects now and again. Um, but mostly just commissions from friends and family and I don't try to market myself as much as taking commissions because I just don't actually have that much time to do anything. Yeah. So the people who do commission me know that it takes me like a long time to get stuff to them and they're pretty good about asking far enough in advance that it gives me you know enough time to you know not just be like stressing about reaching that deadline I can actually like enjoy the process of making it um and then you know when I have the opportunity I do like a few illustrations here and there where it's just like oh something this is just an idea I had I just gotta paint it so Mm -hmm. So are you one of those moms who's just like, I love motherhood. I can wait for my art. Or are you like counting down the days till they're all in school and you can like really jump in? Um, I would say like I'm mostly the second one. Okay, great. Uh-huh. I do love motherhood and I do think it's great. But like, I also cannot just be 100% focused on my children 100% of the time and I don't think that's how it's supposed to be anyways yeah but like I found the like early on like I need to be doing stuff for myself that I enjoy in order to be able to like cope with the stresses of being a motherhood being a mother and then you know then that helps me be a kinder mother as well Amen. Amen. I have noticed that for myself a hundred percent. Yeah. But there are like things like right now, I guess my mindset is, is like this season is just the season where I just get as much art in as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And I just grow as much as I can with that. Um and then hopefully, you know, when they are older and everyone is in school it'll be a time where I can like actually put myself out there as an artist again and like start doing like bigger projects and completing bigger projects Uh like developing um more of a professional life as an artist you know 
Okay. What would the dream be? It's like, honestly, I just, I really want to do a mix. I want to do, I want to illustrate children's books. Like I've always wanted to, but I also am like really interested in like studio art and like, you know, kind of doing more like realistic painterly things too. Um, and like exploring different themes like religion and culture and stuff like that. Yes, but I've loved seeing what you've painted. Oh, thank you. Realm. So I, I can see you doing both and blending them absolutely in a beautiful way. Thanks. Yeah, but it, it really is. I feel like I can't pick between one or the other because they both, you know, they both feed each other. Honestly, they both inspire I each other. I think because it's so genuine to like you and, and also like, I feel like your colors, like when I think of your art, I think of like these warm colors, like I see a color palette in my head, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I think that no, even, even though you are going to have like these two different styles and I see two different styles, sometimes it's still like, it feels like one because it's authentic to you. Like, I feel like you're really (laughs) good at that. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to talk to you about style. Cause I feel like you were one of the artists in school that like found their, like had a style really quickly. Um, yeah. And I mean, I remember you coming back from China and just being like, what is this magic coming out of you? <laughs> like, I just, just remember like watching you draw like hands and stuff and just, it was like, Oh, mm, just delicious. I just, I really like your style so like was it always that way I feel like I asked you a lot too in in school too because I was just like wanting to be you but did you like what (laughs) did that happen how did the style develop you know I'm trying to think because like it's we're we're getting old Alicia like that was 10 years ago (laughs) isn't that like crazy it is crazy maybe not no, it was like 10 years. It's 2023. I came back. I went to China in 2013. Um, I think like a few years before that, we had a visiting artist and I don't remember his name. All I remember, I think his first name was Sam. Um, And he came to our class. And like before that, I had, I always had kind of like a playful, whimsical style. And I always knew that I wanted to draw people. Like that's the only thing I was really interested in drawing was people. So that's, you know, my whole artistic career up until college, you know, was just focusing on people. And so we had um, the visiting artists come and there was an opportunity to show him our portfolio, but I was only, I don't know, a sophomore. So I didn't actually have like a legit portfolio, but I was like, okay, well, I have this blog Uh where I have a few up like let's let's let him take a look at that and the first piece I showed him was like this piece that I worked on really hard and I made it for my friend for a birthday present for him and I really liked it and he's just like yeah this is just not very good (laughs) I was just like okay he's like see what you're trying to do you know, I had like a, I think it was like a yellow and purple color palette going on. And he's like, but do you see how these things don't match with this and how, you know, it's all kind of mid-tone and it all blends into each other. And I was just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Those are all like really valid points. And I was like, okay. So then I like exited out of that picture and it had, um, I had a few, (laughs) this is such a silly thing. 
um, I had a few like drawings up as me of like just like kind of sketches I had done yeah. to accompany a blog post about like me wanting to lose weight. And I was like, I'm going to think of this like an epic journey. Like I'm preparing to go like to like, I don't know, go to go to Mount Doom you know, with Frodo to throw in the ring, mm-hmm. you know, the ring of power. Uh-huh. And to just... So I had pictures of me like <laughs> as like a hobbit, yes. <laughs> like just as a hobbit and then I was like but like what if I get too muscly and then I had like a super buff hobbit who was like breaking out of like her corset and stuff like that <laughs> really really silly but he really really liked those uh-huh. like, these these are good like the way that you kind of just like you loosened up and you've captured like this movement and these faces are funny and stuff he's like this is the stuff that you need to be doing stuff you need to be doing more of and then he also said he also gave me like a list of a few artists that he like that he liked and knew some of them um whose style he felt like I could get inspiration from Uh but honestly I think that's what really set me on that track of like you know doing a lot of like the more colorful stuff and then also just like my figures kind of I don't know, loosening up a little bit, not trying so hard to be so realistic all the time and trying to find like movement in the pieces. And I mean, that made a really big difference, you know? So I think, I think that's mostly what inspired it and how I got to that point. And then, you know, from there, it's just kind of evolved into what it is now. Yeah. Hmm. I, but like, were you born with that sort of sketchy? Cause I'm guessing that this Frodo was actually like was it similar to kind of the sketches like the style that I see you do now it was like do you remember seeing like all like my family comics and stuff like yeah. that I did when I was first born yeah. it was more like you know it was more yeah. cartoony and like kind of comic-y you know yes I love I love the way you do those did that <laughs> just, did that you were you just born with that or I think what I was born with was a desire to be the best artist of anyone else around me. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> but like that's like been such a driving thing. Like I remember in church when I was like six or seven uh-huh. and like they had us drawing pictures of like angels and stuff. And I remember like breaking down crying because the girl behind me had drawn a better angel than I had <laughs> like that angel had like freaking five fingers on each hand and I was like not having it like, why can't I be like that so I think like a lot of my drive is you know which is kind of silly and prideful but you know if it's what motivates you for a long sure. time was, I want to be the best artist in you know this group and in this group and in this group type of a thing and you know once I got to college that's when you know the humbling happened seriously though not a start is here oh man yes because I can relate to all of that and Mm -hmm. until exactly until college Mm -hmm. when it was like oh dang (laughs) to like everybody else and you're like oh my gosh there's so many talented people here oh so I kind of like that be the main motivation from that point on though because I would just get too depressed you know 
who gets so frustrated when uh, I don't know if you remember uh, I don't know her what her last name was then Alyssa Peterson yeah yeah Yeah. I took figure drawing classes with her and like I thought like drawing the figure was like I was so good at it you know that was like my favorite thing to do and she was also a freshman and we got in there like the first day and I sat by her and she's like yeah it's my dream to be like a Disney animator and stuff I was like no wait that's my dream too (laughs) and then she's we started drawing and I just kept looking over at her stuff and I'm just like oh my gosh how can you be so good (laughs) like I think that's actually like when I was like hey maybe I shouldn't be a Disney animator (laughs) but it was just it was so disheartening and then you know I think in college what motivated me the most was just to be just to not be embarrassed yeah right that was me too (laughs) peaks where you have to put your art in front of everybody and it's just like I have to work on this so that I don't so I'm not embarrassed like I don't want a ton of mean comments on this yeah there was a lot of anxiety but I mean it did push me like I got a lot better in college I didn't even draw anything stylized before I went to BYU I just did yeah like realistic stuff so yeah it was it was a wild wild ride so after that now you feel like after those pressures and comparison I guess we have Instagram now to compare though but Mm -hmm. do you feel like you've been able to turn off like comparison with social media now um like not completely and it still can be a little bit frustrating when I see peers who are like doing a lot better than I am and are like I don't know they're just at like have different success levels in their artistic career and you know when you're all in school it's kind of you're all going towards the same goal you're all kind of on the same level to some degree because you're all taking the classes together but then once you get out of the real world you know some people get like have a lot more success have a lot more job opportunities you know than you necessarily do and so that can be disheartening but I mean at the same time I have I like have to realize that I decided to do this path I decided to have you know kids and to let this part of my life this time period in my life be more about them than me as like a professional so that's like something like that I just have to keep reminding myself and then I think like I just have had to come to the point where if I'm happy with how it looks if I like it then that's gonna be good enough yeah yeah I don't know about for you but like I have a very high standard for myself and like I get really perfectionistic about something so it's like if I get it to a point where I like it and I think it's beautiful then that's you know then I'm okay letting it you know letting it sit there and just moving on to the next thing but so you don't show all of the work that you've been doing like you just post occasionally if you Mm -hmm. if it meets your standards it's I don't I just post occasionally mostly because I don't know why I just like there's a lot of commissions I don't post and I'm not sure why I don't initially it was like I 
initially I didn't post them because you know it'd be some it'd be like a present for somebody uh, yeah. and I didn't want to like spoil the surprise but then I'd just be like oh then I just never posted them uh-huh. and then more recently I don't post them because I don't want to get a ton of commissions <laughs> <laughs> You're not charging enough. That means you're not charging enough. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe I need to charge more. Yeah. Drive them away with your high price. Do it. I dare you to. I dare (laughs) you to. I just feel so bad when it's like, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Or I don't know. That whole part of like interacting with, you know, a customer and stuff, it is really hard for me. The business aspect of art is really hard for me. But yeah, I should post more of my stuff on, on Instagram. If you want to say no to people, I have found for me, the easiest way to say no is I tell them like, you can find much cheaper on Etsy. So go over there and look for custom work. Or I'll like, I'll send them a link. I'll be like, this artist looks good. And they're charging like 30 bucks for this commission. I'm not going to charge you 30 bucks. So go with this person. I feel better about saying no, like here's a better, cheaper option. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. I think you don't want to take it. That's a good idea. But you're, you're incredibly talented. So I hope you're charging what you're worth. Because I don't even like, no, I just like, I don't even know at this point <laughs> because I like only get commissions from family and friends and like yeah. they're usually really generous and they do usually pay me like what I think is fair um and sometimes tips good but like yeah I don't know I need I don't know I need to wrap my mind around the whole business thing and stuff before I like I don't I feel like I have to get like a really good grasp on like every single aspect of it before I start like marketing myself as every somebody. aspect of the business at part yeah. what do you mean I don't know like curious what that is is it being seen is it not being seen as a professional is it just not trusting yourself as a professional is it not thinking that your work is valuable or just not knowing like wanting to do it the right way I think it's like me feeling like I just don't want to get in over my head. Mm. I don't want to commit to projects and then not be able to finish them because in college, I was diagnosed with ADHD in college, but I was diagnosed right before I went on my trip to China and they didn't want to medicate me because, you know, I was going to be overseas and Mm. like not have access to that medication. So I started taking ADHD meds when I got back but like I never found like a really good fix like a really good like medic like (sighs) cocktail that worked for me and more recently I have but in college it was just like I just considered myself like a super flaky person and just you know like not good at committing and I think a lot of you know, professors and my bosses also felt that way. And they're just like, why can't this person just grow up and do the work? But like, I would just, I I would like get paralyzed when I just felt overwhelmed. Hmm. And I feel like I burned a lot of bridges that way. Um, Like, I think a lot of professors, when they think about me, like if they ever think about me, like, I think I left them with like a bad taste in their mouth. And so I think part of my fear is that I'll just get overwhelmed and I just 
won't have the energy or time to finish all of the projects the way I want them to. And, you know, part of me, I mean, part of that could be just like, I don't know why, but like after having kids and stuff, I've developed like this really almost OCD, like need for perfection in my own. And I don't know if it's because that's like something that I can control. That's my guess. But like, it's, it, it makes it take so much longer. And if I'm not happy with the piece, I am, I will scrap it and start it over. Like last year I did, um, little birthday cards for my nieces and nephews and they're just supposed to be like, you know, cute little sketches, just like off, like paint it, send it off really quickly. No, that did not happen. Like I ended up starting, they were just four by sixes, but I ended up doing like traditional medium and I ended up on every single one starting over at least two times. Wow. Because like it would get to a point where it's just like, I hate this. Like, I do not like where this is heading. I need to start over, like all over. So I'm like, yeah, I'm at that point. And was that, was that purely like, it wasn't good enough for you? Not like necessarily like they won't like it because it's not good. It wasn't like a worry about what other people thought. It was like for you, you needed to show yourself. Why are you trying to prove to yourself that you're good at art? You are great. Like you are so talented. Thank you. I don't know. It's it's so weird that I just, it's like developed this kind of like anxiety where if it's not, you know, okay, part of it stems from something one of our professors said to us one time. And I don't know if you remember this, but they talked about like how in school you can get away with some things like not looking that great, like some backgrounds not looking that great or some, I don't know, things looking a little wonky, but when you become a professional, every little piece of the thing needs to look perfect no no scratch that that is so (laughs) wrong that is absolutely wrong I have found that the bigger the client the less picky the less crazy they are about things really wild yeah so there for a while I was doing picture books for like a thousand dollars for the whole picture book and that was just oh my gosh Yes. And the people were really picky. And then I started like upping my game and having these bigger clients and they Mm -hmm. were super chill and like, oh, that's good. Sure. Great. You know, no, that is not true at all. And I feel like school was way harder than actual work. Like (laughs) people people are happy with it, especially if it's like, it does the job. If it communicates what it's supposed to communicate and it looks good. Awesome. You know, Mm -hmm. like in school, it was, yeah, it was way, I don't know. It feels a lot freer actually for me being out in the professional world. Maybe that's just my experience, but also did you ever watch Jake Parker's finish? Not perfect YouTube video? Yes, I did. And like, I just, I don't know for some reason that's like something that I have a really hard time with because it's like finish not perfect but if it's not perfect do I want to put my name on it do I want this to like represent me as an artist why do you need to be perfect it has to be perfect Alicia I don't know why I have no idea I don't I don't know because like it's something that's like it's gotten a little bit out of hand like I will like takes so long just trying to get like a perfect line on things and stuff it's really it takes, 
I have found a lot of emotional things and like business things and just mental things that really get in the way of art. Like we, we went to school and it was just about the technical stuff and mm -hmm. there's all these emotional things that we get stuck on and it, we can just like stay there forever. Right. And we can know, mm -hmm. like, we notice things like, Hey, I'm being a perfectionist. I'm being kind of anal about this, but like wh why and how do I stop? Um, mm -hmm. So I started getting into interesting tools self-help yeah. tools mental tools energetic tools that are all quite interesting and you know I'm sure it's just like a mental shift that happens but crazy things have happened so I uh yeah it's exciting to me um thank you for being on the podcast it's great thank to you. talk to you everyone uh, check out her art because she's extraordinary and you will see how she's a perfectionist because everything is just gorgeous just gorgeous <laughs> gorgeous so okay much. yay that was fun thanks for being here with us today for this art convo and if you look at chrisanne's work and you just are full of desire to also create a style that is uniquely yours because Chrisanne's style is so beautiful and it's so unique to her. So if you want to do that for your art, I have created a program called Discover Your Unique Style and it's more of working on your art from the inside out so instead of necessarily the technical skills it's more of looking inside at who you are and what you want to say and how you want to say it with your art while being authentic to you and the process that is right for your personality and your way of creation so check that link out below